Good morning. It's time to get your coffee brewing for this week's coffee chat. Every week we host coffee chat podcasts, which are available on any popular podcasting platform such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. We provide new content every Friday at 10 a.m. and we hope you'll enjoy this week's program. So today our conversation is the fabulous 80s. There's so much to say about this. What are your thoughts, Nick, just off the top of your head when you think 80s? Mine is the hair. Mine is the movies that came out. They're like, there's something so like wholesome, even though that they're not even wholesome, but it's just like a nice comfort, you know, film era. I don't know how to really explain it. No, I, I actually know what you mean. And I thought maybe it's because, you know, I was born during that time. And so those are like my early childhood memories. So I thought that's what I loved about it. But even though I, you know, grew up in a time when the 80s were not cool and anything 80s was embarrassing because it reminded us of our parents, at the same time, same thing. It still feels like comforting childhood memories. I mean, like, I don't even think it's like a childhood memory thing because, like, I was even around in the 80s. And, like, I like, you know, 90s movies, don't get me wrong, but they do not give me the same satisfaction as 80s movies. They just have just that home feeling. I don't know how to really explain that. I am so happy to hear that I'm not the only one. I thought that that was, like I said, this lingering childhood thing, but maybe they just really feel like home. So, what 80s movies do you love? I like The Breakfast Club. You know, that just knowing stuff about The Breakfast Club, about how it was pretty much all improv and, like, you know, ad-libbed and all that, it is just insane that that was the end result they got. Mm -hmm. And um, another 80s movie, and apparently it's really, like, uh, controversial because a lot of people just either love it or hate it but Labyrinth I will say it <laughs> oh my goodness I don't care if it's controversial that is probably my most favorite movie of all time and I remember that you and I watched it and I had never realized how much glitter was in that movie I still want to see an itemized inventory list of how much glitter they used and how much they spent on it. I, I mean, it's all glitter. I don't think there's a shot in that movie that doesn't have glitter. Like, I really like how there is literally some scenes where they just said, you know what? Screw it. We're just going to have all of this glitter on the floor. Like, just a pile of glitter just chilling for no reason whatsoever. It's because of David Bowie. Where there is David Bowie, the glitter is manifested. That's like the <laughs> David Mo Bowie rock star magic right there. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that can also lead us to... Wait, I have one more. Mm -hmm. We cannot do this without mentioning the Goonies. I've never seen the Goonies. I think there is something wrong with you. The Goonies were was one of the best movies. It's about these kids who get together and they sneak off and they end up 
hidden under the floorboards of this restaurant and the owners of the restaurant are serial killers and they're trying to kill him because the kids messed up somehow anyway the restaurant has a tunnel and at the end of that tunnel is pirate treasure but they have to figure out how to get there and of course it's treacherous and full of booby traps and they have this family chasing them to kill them it's so good oh my goodness it's so good See, I can't even tell you, like, what the Goonies, like, I knew what it was. I just never had any desire to watch it for whatever reason. But I was under the impression that the Goonies was, like, this family that lived in the sewers. Like, that that's what I got from little snippets. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they're traveling under the sewer, but they don't live there. They actually have a house that's about to be foreclosed on. So, of course, that money would mean a lot to them. So, another thing about the 80s that we would have to talk about is the music that they had. It was so different and diverse. There's not just, like, one simple formula to 80s music, you know? When I think 80s, I think synthesizers and keyboards. See, that's one of them. And then there is just like that hard rock, like ACDC, grungy type of, you know, rock music. We call that 80s butt rock. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, there's also like, you know, the, you know, what what was it called? Like hairspray, hair, uh, hair metal. I don't don't know the term. Yeah. Yeah. But there is a term for it. So speaking of, we actually made this super cool realization that we have a database on our HCPL website. And it's really neat. It's called Freegal. And you can download free music. So we took a look. You get three free songs a week and they stay on there. So every week you can add three songs to your collection and it's free. And so we took a look and there was a lot of 80s music. And didn't you find like an 80s exercise mix? Yeah, they have a lot of um, like playlists and they have like an 80s workout, you know, playlist. They had party 80s, you know, hits and like all this like just at your fingertips for free, which is really neat and useful. I love it. And, you know, three songs doesn't seem like a lot, but there are weeks where I'm like, what do I choose next? But now I'm going to have to focus on 80s butt rock. (laughs) Huh. No. And then, you know, the other thing that goes along this, we'll get back with the answer. Hair metal. Hair Hair metal. metal. You still hear a little bit from Bon Jovi. Clothes. There you go. (laughs) I think it's neat, too, when a musician or a band can stay relevant, you know, and I think a lot of times they they tend to get their moment in the sun, but as they tend to get less mainstream, they get a lot more freedom to explore their music and they do some more daring things when the world isn't watching them as closely, but they've established their fame, they've established their fan base. I feel like that is sometimes when artists get really, really good. I mean, I just think it's interesting that, you know, Cher has been out in the spotlight since, like, the 60s or 70s. And, like, she has been coming out with music ever since then. And, like, has remained in the spotlight since then. I think that is just really interesting. And also, I could not do that. That sounds just very stressful. I mean, the amount of energy that you see in her videos, too. At Mm -hmm. this point, she still jumps around on stage. She still has that energy. 
it's just it's amazing i agree just and her ability to reinvent herself her different looks through each one her different styles of music you have to give her some credit she has gone through many different identities as an artist yeah i mean like and then also you know music takes like a lot more energy and time and stuff i mean like betty white's been out in the public eye since like the 50s and stuff or even i think even the 40s she had like her own tv show and everything and but i mean like she's pretty much looked the same just different hair color and like less wrinkles but like yeah, she stayed relevant since then. <laughs> she has, and I think that she's let herself age very gracefully. Good. I mean, just ages gracefully and naturally, and I think it's beautiful. And I just really think it's funny that Betty White was playing a grand mall in the 80s, which is like, what, th- no, it's like 40 years ago now, isn't it? The Golden Girls? 80. Yeah, the 80s. Oh, yeah. Like, yes. Ouch. Oh. <laughs> I am almost there. I am almost there. <laughs> so, no, I, I agree. But also the 80s, we would be remiss not to talk about the clothes. Oh, yeah, the clothes. We can't miss the clothes. And when I say clothes, I go immediately to neon colors and shoulder pads. See, I like the shoulder pads. So, do you know why they wore shorter shoulder pads for women? To make their waist look smaller? They did it... If I remember correctly, it was, like, to uh, make themselves look more authoritative and to um, mirror, like, the masculine image, but bring in a feminine flair to it. So it was just, like, saying, like, hey, we're just like you, but, you know, equal, I guess. I, I There was, like, a huge, like, thing that I just remember, like, reading about on, like, why they wore shorter pads back then. I just thought it was so interesting. Yeah, my mom had a lot of shoulder pads, and she said it was to make her waist look smaller. Oh. See, my mom wore shoulder pads, too, but that was, like, in the 90s, too. So, but, I mean, like, it was, <laughs> it was still late. acceptable. <laughs> I remember cutting shoulder pads out of clothes for my mom. <laughs> Maybe she didn't know. Sorry, Mom. <laughs> I did that, though. I would have been in my element, though, because I have the shoulders of a swimmer or, if I'd been a man, a linebacker. So I don't even need those shoulder pads. I'm just shaped that way. <laughs> Interesting. And then the big earrings. So I had a couple pairs of those earrings and they are made out of cheap metal and plastic. And I don't think I've ever had so much skin irritation (laughs) as I did trying to wear big 80s earrings. Did you ever have like the the fanny pack or the nylon jackets or any of that? So there was only one time that I had a fanny pack and it was way beyond when it was acceptable to have one and it was because my mom made both my sister and i to wear this at disney world and it was in 2006 she made us wear the dreaded fanny pack (laughs) so either we were behind our time big time or we were way ahead of time because they're popular now again i just still think that they're kind of cringy but that's just me I know I had one. We went to Disneyland. I think it was the early 90s, so it was okay to have a fanny pack. And I don't know when I owned my last fanny pack, but I feel like I just, it faded from memory. I don't miss them. I guess if it becomes a big thing, I probably still won't wear it. I just can't. I don't know. I think it's more of a comfort thing for me, though. It's not 
that I care if other people do. I can't. It's not comfortable. Yeah, I just remember, like, at least for me, they just didn't fit right. Like, either they're, like, too tight or too loose. They didn't just, like, just chill right there on your, like, waist or anything. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the dresses, the prom dresses with the puff sleeves. When we talk 80s movies. Oh, yeah, everything was so puffy. Like, the puffy dresses, the puffy hair, the puffy makeup, where it's just, like, all, like, all over the place. Okay, and it took forever for 80s styles to leave bridal gowns and dresses and weddings. Those veils, those puffy sleeves, all of that lasted forever after the 80s. <laughs> I mean, they just thought it looked like, you know, a fairy tale princess, but no, it looks like David Bowie's princess. <laughs> and that's it for this week. If you enjoyed this podcast, check out our other podcasts and videos. More information can be found on our Facebook page at Lone Star College Tomball Community Library or search for our library at www.hcpl.net. We will see you next Friday at 10 a.m. Bye!